0: Welcome to the Breathe Easy Critical Perspective Podcast. My name is Dominique Pepper, and in this podcast, we interview leaders and experts in critical care. And for today, we go to Brazil to discuss the role of corticosteroids in moderate to severe ARDS due to COVID-19. My
1: name is Luciano Cesar Azevedo. I am an intensive care physician in São Paulo, Brazil. Currently, I am a professor of intensive care and emergency medicine at the University of Sao Paulo, and also I am a physician, an intensive care physician at the Hospital ciro Libanes, which is in Sao Paulo as well.
0: Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast with us, Luciano. And today we'll be discussing your really interesting paper that was published online in JAMA, on September the 2nd, 2020. Uh, The paper is entitled Effects of Dexamethasone on Days Alive and Ventilator-Free in Patients with Moderate to Severe ARDS and COVID-19, the Codex uh, RCT. So maybe you could go ahead and tell us what was the rationale or motivation for conducting your RCT.
1: First of all, thank you for having me on this podcast. It's a pleasure for me to to participate in, participate in an American thoracic society initiative, and so uh, the 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 major rationale for uh, for for doing the study was that there is there was some uh, controversy on whether corticosteroids could be benef- could be beneficial for patients with acute respiratory distress syndrome and also for patients with COVID 19. So there were some previous paper showing that in acute respiratory distress syndrome, corticosteroids in the doses that we used in CODEX could be effective for reducing the time on the ventilation for the patient and also the, uh, the mortality, so, such as the Dexter-Arts paper that was published in January in Lancet Respiratory Medicine. And this is, so this is what makes us think that corticosteroids could be uh, useful for ARDS patients. And also, in COVID-19 patients, there is some controversy on the, uh, on the literature whether corticosteroids could be beneficial or detrimental in patients with viral diseases. So there was some previous data on influenza showing that uh, corticosteroids could be worse for the, for the mortality, including, including a meta-analysis. And also, there were some papers with other coronavirus diseases, such as MERS, uh, showing that uh, corticosteroids could be uh, associated with an increased time of viral shedding or an increased time of viral liberation for these patients. So the co- corticosteroids, corticosteroids could uh, prolong the disease time in patients with MERS. So uh, since there was some controversy in regarding the benefits and the harms of corticosteroids in both uh, COVID-19 and viral diseases, uh, acute viral diseases, and also some controversy whether, uh, dexamethasone or, or other corticosteroids could be beneficial in, I, in ARDS. We decided to uh, carry out a study that uh, uses dexamethasone for ARDS. Co- Uh, COVID-19 patients with moderate or severe
0: ARDS. And your study came um, after the publication of the recovery trial, which was published earlier in the year uh, by NEJM, it's just a preliminary report. Maybe you could set your study in context uh, with um, that study. Um, uh, What what did you note about the recovery trial, and what do you think your study, how does your study differ from uh, that trial?
1: Yes, uh, uh, absolutely. Uh, the recovery trial was published uh, when we were conducting our COBEX study. So we had a, uh, a sample size that was planned to have 30, 150 patients. Uh, and, but we, we, instead of, since the recovery was published, before we reached the planned sample size, we discussed it with the, the internal uh, data monitoring safety committee to stop the study since we feel that after publication of recovery, uh, after publication of recovery, uh, the the our results would be uh, uh, would, would be very difficult for us to include patients in the control group of our study since recovery trial has demonstrated benefits benefits of corticosteroids in the context of COVID 19 patients with. Uh, respiratory failure with the need of respiratory support. I think that the major difference between our trial and uh, and recovery study is that we studied a much narrow population, a much more specific population of patients with moderate to severe uh, ARDS, whether the the results of recovery were done in patients which were hospitalized with... with, uh, Covid-19, and most importantly, the results of the positive results of recovery were done in the subgroup of patients that were more severe. So, uh, in somehow, the, the results of the, the recovery trial add uh, our results of the COVID trial add to the results of the recovery trial, showing uh, indeed the benefits of the of the, the, the regimen of dexamethasone uh, drug in this in this in this population. Also. Uh, our study added to the recovery study on on whether we examined the the, the safety of dexamethasone in a population of much more severe patients uh, as compared to the recovery trial. So we we assessed uh, the, the 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 risks and the side effects of dexamethasone in in, in patients with RDS. And as, as far as I am concerned, the recovery study could not evaluate the, the, the safety of dexamethasone in their population. They only studied the efficacy of dexamethasone in in, in their population of hospitalized patients.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, your study definitely added to the literature by looking at both efficacy and safety, as well as focusing on uh, the group that would be expected to benefit. Um, I wanted to ask you about why you chose dexamethasone um, there have been some who have said, you know, why not uh, methylprednisolone? Why not hydrocortisone? What was the rationale for using dexamethasone uh, rather than the other corticosteroids? And then the other question is, why did you choose the dose that you did?
1: This is a very important question. Uh, there are some uh, 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 some controversy on on, on whether uh, the the effect of the 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 beneficial effect of corticosteroids is related to uh, is a class effect, or is only related to to, to dexamethasone. And when the codex was published, it, 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 it was used to to be part of a meta-analysis that was published in JAMA in the same uh, in the same day online, which showed that the effect of corticosteroids in uh, ARDS or in patients with COVID-19 actually does not seem to be related to a specific drug, but uh, but on the other hand it is related to to the to the class effects. So uh, probably hydrocortisone, probably methylprednisolone and dexamethasone can work uh, in the in the same uh, scenario to improve the the outcomes of patients with. Uh, with COVID-19 and, and the critically ill patients mostly with COVID-19 on need of uh, non-invasive ventilation, high-flow nasal catheter or even mechanical ventilation. So it seems to be a class effect. But why did, you cho- did we choose dexamethasone and why did we choose the dose? Uh, we chose dexamethasone because it's a drug that we can administer only one it one, uh, has, has a long uh therapeutic effect and we can administer it only one time uh, per day and, uh, differently from Dex- uh, from uh, hydrocortisone and from material uh, for instance and also uh, the dose was uh, chosen based on on the dexa ARD study that uh, used for the same population of us which is patients with moderate to severe ARDS the doses of uh 20 milligrams of dexamethasone for five days, followed by 10 milligrams of dexamethasone for another five days, or if the patient receives discharge from the intensive care unit for whatever the time he's staying in the, in the, in the ICU. So the, 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 the decision to choose the dose was based on the previous studies on ARDS patients. We admitted that they were not COVID-19 patients, but we did not have any studies on corticosteroids on COVID-19 patients when we designed the CODEX trial, the, the study was designed, was written, the protocol for the, for the study was written on March. And on March, we had no idea uh, which dose we, we would use. So we decided to use a dose that was previ- previously used for ARDS patients and show a benefit for non-COVID-19 ARDS patients, which was the dose of the DEXA ARDS trial which is, as I mentioned, 20 milligrams for five days followed by uh, 10 milligrams for five
0: days. Okay, that makes perfect sense. And I think the importance of once-daily dosing and minimizing the risk to uh, nursing is pretty important. So let's dive into your uh, study methods, Luciano. Maybe you could just uh, briefly overview what your study methods were um, and how they addressed any limitations of uh, any previous studies, such as the recovery trial um or the, the last study on non COVID ARDS.
1: Yes. Uh the the study was conducted so, uh, in fourteen intensive care units in Brazil. We uh finished recruiting in two, two and a half months approximately and we included only patients with moderate to severe ARDS that had uh at maximum 48 hours of the diagnosis of ARDS. So we not, did not include patients with long-term um, diagnosis of ARDS. These patients were, uh, these patients were randomized to receive uh, uh, standard of care. So it was not a, 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 a placebo-controlled trial. So this is a limitation of the study. We can discuss this later. But this, is a, this was an open-label study so the patients received the standard of care, and the, the, and the treatment group, the intervention group, received dexamethasone, uh, 20 milligrams uh, for five days, and then 10 milligrams for, for another five days. The physicians, the patients, and the, and the, the individuals who, uh, uh, who, uh, who accepted the outcomes were not blinded for the assigned treatment. So this is another uh, measure of, uh, major concern of our study, since... We know that, for instance, uh, patients with co- uh, uh, ARDS and very severely ill patients can receive corticosteroids for other indications than ARDS. So we can discuss this, this later in the, in the limitations of, of the trial. And the patients uh, were followed up to 28 days. And the, 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 the primary outcome of the study was uh, ventilator free, alive and free, uh, days alive and free of mechanical ventilator, ventilation, at uh, until 28 days. So, patients that, uh, for, the, for the methods, patients that died during, uh, during the 28 days follow-up period received zero ventilator free days. They were, we mean, they were, they were punished as being, uh, receiving zero ventilator free days and this is a major uh, importance of the of the design of the trial, since uh, we incorporated in the primary outcome the, the the mortality outcome was kind of incorporated in the primary outcome, since every patient that died during the follow up during the follow up received zero ventilator-free ventilator days, even though they were, for instance, uh, extubated then died five or six days later. And had a, a, a small period of time without mechanical ventilation. But to account for the mortality, since we did not have the, 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 the possibility to run a, a, a trial uh, considering mortality as the endpoint, this would be a very huge uh, uh, trial on ARDS, probably more than 1,000 patients. And we needed the answer very quickly whether uh, dexamethasone or corticosteroids could could be effective in, in COVID-19 ARDS, we, desi- we decided to, to run a trial that used ventilator free days as a primary outcome. This is very common in the ARDS trials, as you, all, you, of course, all know. But we decided to incorporate somehow the data uh, from the mortality by giving the, the, the patients that died during the follow-up period uh, zero uh, mechanical vent- uh, free, uh, ventilator free days. Other uh, outcomes that we assessed in our trial were uh, an ordinal scale showing in 15 days whether uh, the patients were at home, uh, at at the hospital receiving uh, uh, supplemental oxygen, uh, whether they were at the hospital under mechanical ventilation, or whether they were dead at at 15 days to assess an intermediary endpoint for the trial. And also, we assessed the effects of dexamethasone on the the, uh, organ failure score, which is the SOFA score, after 48 hours, three uh, three days, 72 hours, and seven days as well.
0: Well, So, that's a really good overview of your study methods. And maybe we could just dive into the key findings now. So, um, you had mentioned that uh, the, the study was brought to an early conclusion because of the basis of the recovery trial. Despite that, um, you had some pretty impressive findings. Maybe just go ahead and uh, give us those findings um, and what your interpretation of them are.
1: So, uh, the, the major, the, as I said, the primary outcome of this study was the days alive and ventilator-free at 28 days. Uh, the study was the, the, we we run that statistical model correcting for uh, for the primary outcome and some, uh, some other secondary outcomes for the age and the PaO2, two F 2 ratio of the patient. We uh, consider that this is, a, this is a major point to stratify the results of the, of the study. So in the, in, the, in the adjusted model for age and, and PF ratio, we saw that patients that uh, received dexamethasone had a mean of 2.26 days more free, alive and free from mechanical ventilator than patients that uh, received only standard of care. The, the mean was 6.6, 6.6 days of alive and free of mechanical ventilation in the dexamethasone group and the, in the standard of care for uh, four days, alive and free of mechanical ventilation. So. Uh, for a study that was interrupted prematurely due to the, the publication of the of the recovery results, in my opinion, and in the opinion of the authors, the, our results reinforce the, the benefits of the corticosteroids in the in the in the in the scenario of critically ill patients with ARDS, and also uh, in, in in some of our results, uh, for instance. Uh, dexamethasone was uh, effective in reducing the, the orient failure of the patients up to seven days as comparing SOFA of the dexamethasone group as compared to the SOFA of the standard of care group. And another interesting comment, that we, not, we did not put this in the paper of course but another interesting comment is that if you look at the results of our study, uh, all of the results even though most of them are not statistically significant, all of them point to the same uh, direction. All of them point to the direction that dexamethasone is more effective than uh, a standard of care. In a study that uh, was, as I mentioned before, interrupted uh, prematurely, I think that uh, the, 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 the demonstration that for the primary and for the secondary endpoints, all the results point, even though without statistical significance, but they point to the same direction that the intervention is effective, is an o- of course another uh, interpretation that really the dexamethasone could be effective for uh, for the benefit of the, of the, for the of patients with moderate to severe ERDS. And importantly, Uh, our results did not identify a significant uh, harm regarding side effects of dexamethasone as compared to to standard of care. So in the incidence of uh, serious adverse events, new diagnosis of infections, uh, the use of insulin for hyperglycemia, so we could not find uh, uh, the the, uh, uh, harm related to dexamethasone in the context of uh,
0: safety, in, in in our study as well, I think it's pretty important. So, a 2.26 days shorter ventilation period and no identified adverse events, and that's pretty important because a lot of patients, a lot of people are concerned about the risk of infection with steroids. So, that begs the question, Luciano, uh, what is the mechanism of benefit of um, uh, dexamethasone in patients with COVID-19 ARDS? Do we know it, or do we have any uh, thoughts as to how this could be happening.
1: I think that uh, if you compare the, the 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 pathophysiology of ARDS and COVID nineteen ARDS regarding uh, the the possible cytokine storm that has been uh, discussed and and has has become a controversy in the last weeks, uh, the, the the possibility of that these patients have cytokine storm, but anyway they. Uh, they do have an inflammation, a very significant inflammation in the lungs. They have ARDS, and ARDS is associated with lung inflammation, as we all know, and also associated with lung fibrosis, and also associated with lung proliferation, and uh, long-term effects, and also long permanences on mechanical ventilation. In my opinion, the, the, the most benefits of corticosteroids in, in, in ARDS is probably reducing the pulmonary inflammation and also reducing the, 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 the mechanisms of long-term and, and post ARDS fibrosis so that patients stay uh, less in the, in, the, in the mechanical ventilation. And also another comment from the, from the results, uh, even though some people discussed whether two days out of the, of the ventilator could be uh, uh, important, if you think that in the, in the scenario of a pandemic that we have uh, running sometimes out of mechanical ventilators, and we are running out of ICU beds, taking people out of the ventilator earlier, even though two days, three days, four days, would be a very important endpoint uh, to reduce the burden to the healthcare system, to make patients go out of the, of the intensive care units early, and and uh, uh, um, uh, make available the, the mechanical ventilator for the next patient that will need mechanical ventilation in the context of a pandemic. So uh, uh, we were when we planned the study, we planned it for for having a three days less uh, uh, mechanical ventilator in the in the in the intervention group, and we almost obtained it, and the and the study was interrupted prematurely. So I think this is a, a major. Uh, a major aspect that may, needs to be taken into account.
0: I agree. Um, and shortening un- unnecessary durations on the ventilator are very important. So uh, let's turn to the limitations, as you mentioned earlier in the podcast.
1: The major major limitations of the Codex study was, uh, uh, first of all, the, the study was not placebo-controlled. It was open-label study. We decided to run it as open-label since... Uh, to run it in, as a placebo controller trial, uh, it would take us for instance one or two other months for the company to stop their production line to start uh, producing placebo to verify the the, uh, the the production of the placebo and to 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 check to do all the checking so this would take a very long period in the context of the pandemic and if you remember in March we had no idea. On how we could treat these patients. We still have a very short idea on how we can treat COVID 19 patients. But in March, we didn't have we didn't have dexamethasone, and there was a very huge discussion on whether uh, we could do, for instance, hydroxychloroquine or azithromycin for these patients. So uh, this, this study is part, this is very important. This study is part of the coalition COVID 19 brazil a network we made an alliance of hospitals in, in in our country and research institutes to start doing research in in covid19 and to try to provide the answers to pay, to to patients with covid19 in march so we, we we run a study with hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin and also uh they study with uh, corticosteroids, the dexamethasone the codex study and we are we are also running another six or seven trials in, in, in COVID-19 patients. All of the trials were, um, at, at least the, the early ones, were open-label because we decided then when we were uh, building the coalition, we decided that we could not wait for the companies to produce, to produce placebo. In, in, in Brazil scenario, it would take very long to, to do, run it. So uh, as an open-label study, uh, the, the investigators and the outcome assessors were aware whether the patients have received dexamethasone or have received only standard of care. And this comes out to another limitation of our study, which is that uh, 35% of the control group or the standard of care group received some corticosteroids during the 10 days of the the study uh, period. Why was that? Because they had, uh, because they had uh, respiratory septic shock was the major indication. Because they had bronchospasm was another important indication. And somehow, and some sometimes the doctors only felt that the patients could benefit for corticosteroids. And since this was not a, a, a placebo-controlled trial, it was not, it was a, it was an open-label study. So the doctors on care of the patients decided to administer corticosteroids. So, if we consider this as a limitation, we could uh, evaluate that probably if we had less uh, percentage of patients in the control group receiving uh, corticosteroids, perhaps the benefit of the study could be even higher. The, number of, uh, the difference in the number of ventilators three days could be even higher if, if we, in a reduced sample size that we had, could not uh, we, we, we could have a, a patients on the standard of care group a less number of patients in the standard of care group receiving corticosteroids as well so this is a so this is another significant limitation of uh, of of our study uh, this, uh, under, um, another important limitation of uh, 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 of our study was that the study was underpowered for the secondary outcomes. So uh, we could not assess the impact of, on mortality. mortality rate was very high in our study, close to 60%, which is a high mortality, but it's compatible with moderate to severe ARDS in the context of COVID-19 patients. But we could not assess if the mortality rate was lower in the dexamethasone group as compared to the, to the standard of care group with statistical significance because the study was underpowered for it and it was uh, prematurely interrupted. Interrupted, And also, uh, we had uh, the, the open-label design and the fact that the uh, the, the side effects or, or the safety data was reported by the investigators could also make, uh, be influenced in the, in the percentage or the incidence of uh, adverse events of, on our study. So I think this is, these are the major limitations of the of the of our trials. And uh, next studies, in my opinion, could focus in the in the of course in the design of uh, uh, um, um, uh, study, placebo control. And also another point that is uh, needs consideration now for next studies whether the dose could be the doses of the recovery trial, which is 6 milligrams of dexamethasone for 10 days, or whether uh, the benefit is higher when we use a higher dose of 20 and 10 milligrams as we used in the CoDeX study. So these, in in my opinion, are the major paths for next studies in COVID-19 ARDS. Including the, the, the data on
0: dexamethasone. Yeah, I think that's going to be a really important uh, question. Or some may argue that you know what uh, we, we've got enough data to show that it's benefiting. Um, how would we? How many patients would we need to recruit in order to observe uh, such a difference? Um, you, I agree with you that uh, the correct dose is important. But do you think that uh, it will be easy to find? Um, a breakpoint uh, I mean twenty milligrams versus six milligrams uh would, would that be a meaningful outcome enrolling that many patients
1: i I think that this could be this could be interesting for instance uh as as we see now we have a, a, a range of doses that could be beneficial the doses of uh, dexamethasone six milligrams of the of the recovery trial it was shown to be beneficial, and our doses uh, if you consider ARDS patients, 20 milligrams and 10 milligrams, and you consider our results associated with the, DE- the DEXA ARDS trial, which was not in COVID-19, they both show similar results. Uh, improving on, on ventilator-free days with 20 and 10 milligrams for, for 10 days. And DEXA of course, not in COVID-19, show a benefit in uh, uh, outcomes. So if we could speculate, this is, of course, only speculate, speculation from me, uh, there is a range of beneficial doses that came from 6 milligrams of dexamethasone to 20 milligrams of dexamethasone. Perhaps a patient with uh, less severe disease could receive only 6 milligrams of dexamethasone. Perhaps a patient with more severe disease than, for instance, ERDS could receive 15 or 20 milligrams of dexamethasone, as we did in Codex trial. Perhaps a diabetic patient with uncompensated diabetes, diabetes could receive a less uh, uh, high dose of dexamethasone to not to, to cause in, uh, significant disturbances on on, uh, on glucose levels for this patient. So I, I think this is a major pathway to be followed in, in, in regarding this. This point. If if we can prove that six milligrams is better than twelve, and there are trials that are running, for instance, in India and Denmark, assessing these outcomes, these differences. If we can prove that six milligrams is better than twelve milligrams, why are we going to do to use a higher dose that could be associated with more infection and more uh, uh, glucose imbalance, and more more, uh, need of insulin, more? Uh, this compensation of diabetes. So, and also, on the other hand, the strength is uh, if uh, 12 milligrams is better than 16, so we can, we can use higher doses. And, and it's not associated with, for instance, uh, important harm effects or safety effects.
0: Okay, that's a pretty good argument. Um, so, Luciana, as we turn towards the end of this podcast, maybe you could put this study in context. Like, uh, so y- y- um, your RCT showed a benefit of dexamethasone um, in patients with COVID nineteen and ARDS. Um, how does your study advance the research and clinical practice of COVID nineteen ARDS? And what study should we be looking out in the next couple of months uh, to address any limitations? Uh,
1: so. It's important to mention, as I, as I, as I commented before, that, uh, COBEX was part, was an important part together with recovery. We, we were the two, uh, studies with, uh, sem- higher sample size, uh, in the context of the, the meta-analysis that was published together in, uh, in JAMA, that's showing that in seven trials, uh, corticosteroids was Associated the use of corticosteroids was associated with mortality benefits in uh, COVID 19 critical EU patients. So, uh, even though our study did not demonstrate the benefit in mortality, taken together our results with recovery and the other uh, CAPE COVID, REMAPCAP, and the other uh, 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 corticosteroid trials in COVID 19, all of them together made uh, uh, the, the possibility that the meta-analysis could demonstrate a significant effect on the mortality, on the use of corticosteroids for uh, critically ill patients with COVID-19. And as a result of the meta-analysis, the World Health Organization published a guidance in the British Medical Journal, journal and in their site showing that uh, corticosteroids be, should be uh, used for treating patients with COVID-19, critical ill patients with COVID-19. And now I, I just uh, uh, read this morning that uh, the European Medic- uh, Med- Medications Association, the EMA, uh, recommended the use of corticosteroids in COVID-19 patients uh, which are critically ill, receiving supplemental oxygen, mechanical ventilation, or non-invasive ventilation, all of them in the, in the more severe uh, uh, aspects of the disease. So, in my opinion, the COBEX trial, together with the other studies in corticosteroids, advanced the uh, uh, the data on use of corticosteroids in COVID-19 patients. And also, if we if you allow me to speculate somehow, uh, I also think that even though our population was not uh, on a specific RDS, we are we were only uh, demonstrating the benefits of corticosteroids in COVID-19 ARDS. Our trial also suggests that uh, the the importance of corticosteroids in uh, bacterial pneumonia ARDS in uh, uh, ARDS associated with trauma, ARDS associated with pancreatitis, pancreatitis, any other causes of ARDS, we could consider uh, running trials to evaluate if corticosteroids are beneficial in non-COVID-19 ARDS as well. We have the dexa trial, which was a trial with a similar sample size as ours, but with a benefit, but we could consider uh, running other trials in non-COVID-19 ARDS to demonstrate that corticosteroids are also beneficial in this population as well, since we published a study in COVID-19 ARDS demonstrating the benefit of corticosteroids, it's possible also that these drugs are, are uh, can, can induce uh, can reduce the mortality or that reduce the, 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 the time on the ventilator and on the ventilator for non-COVID-19 patients with acute respiratory distress syndrome treatment.
0: And I think that's a really great way to end the podcast. Uh Luciano, thank you so much for uh taking the time to share your really outstanding publication. Um it was published in JAMA, uh online September the second, twenty twenty, and it's the Codex Randomized Clinical Trial that evaluated the effect of dexamethasone on days alive and ventilator free uh um days in uh, patients with moderate to severe ARDS with COVID nineteen. Thank you, Luciano, and uh, congratulations to you and your team on a really outstanding publication.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much for allowing us to discuss our trial in the, in the, in the podcast of the American Thoracic Society. It was a pleasure for us. Thank you very much.
0: A big thank you to Dr. Luciano Azevedo, and a big thank you to all of you for listening to the Breathe Easy Critical Perspective podcast. I'm Dominic Pepper for the American Thoracic Society.